Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to it is Wednesday, March 29th. Hard to believe March is about gone, uh, but we've got uh, a lot of stuff to uh, go over, see what the markets are doing today. Um, thanks for joining us again. Remember that uh, there's a lot of things in this world that you and I, we just can't control. But within your portfolios, there's risk and you can control that risk if you know how much is there and how much should be there. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 for our core retirement design. And with that, we've got Dave coming up next. I'm Morning Dave. We're at 19 here before 9. Let's check in on your money and see how Wall Street's treating you this morning. Not bad yesterday at the end of the day, finally. We ended up about the uh, same way we started out with a little bit of red, but not very doggone much. Let's get it all fleshed out for you. Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services in downtown Sebring is on the phone. Philip, good morning. I mean, we ended up yesterday almost the way we started it out, but there was about a 225-point swing in the Dow during the day so it wasn't an uneventful day was it no it really wasn't it was kind of an up and down day and and so but uh you're right we ended up pretty close to where we started but it uh today though we see a lot of uh green ink before we get started and um you gotta wonder where that's coming from yeah i i really don't get it i mean the only data dump that we have out of the government or anybody is the mortgage applications which uh even in today's world, we kind of expect them because they're way down from where they were a couple of years ago, but they actually grew by 2.9%. And this is the interesting part. You and I had exactly the same reaction. The refinancing index went up by 4.8% last week, which you and I both reacted to as saying we're getting a few, uh, a few cash-out refinances going on, which isn't necessarily good for the economy, is it? No, it's not, but it, it may be helpful on another front, though, because my inclination is, is that the only reason you would do that is if you've got a pretty steep credit card bill that you can't get under control and the interest rates have gone from, you know, 18 percent to almost 30 percent that, uh, you, you know, you make the choice to go ahead and refinance the house at a higher interest rate than what you have right now in order to pay off that almost 30 percent interest rate. That is true. And you bring up something that we haven't mentioned in a little while. I'm absolutely amazed. The interest rate increases the Fed has put through. Mortgage rates actually dipped a little bit over the last couple of weeks, but uh, credit card rates have gone through the roof. I get these uh, mailers in for pre-approved credit card offers, and right now my credit is pretty doggone good. And I'm sitting there looking at what they call a premium card and I'm looking at 30% carrying rates on it. I'm really glad I'm in a position where I'm not paying any carrying interest rates on my credit cards. They're old, so they've got some uh, lower rates on them. But, Lordy, I, I would not want to be carrying credit card debt at this point in life, would you? No, I, I mean, no, it really is. can weigh you down really quick. Absolutely. I think the other reason for the refinancing, too, gets in there. There's a poll out this morning as to what Americans actually expect and the public expectation, and whether it's going to happen or not, we don't know, is they predict that mortgage rates will top over 8% by next year. And when you start looking at that, 65 looks pretty good, doesn't it? Oh, man, that's a pretty high expectation, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's public expectation. It isn't based upon any uh, any super, you know, any super heavy pros, but it kind of throws me for a loop at the very least. And awful glad I redid mine at two point nine last year. 
Uh, tidbits out there this morning. There was a, an article that I read. Uh, as they closed Silicon Valley Bank, they did it just in time. Now federal regulators are saying in the hopper there were requests made to transfer another $100 billion worth of deposits out of Silicon Valley Bank that the Fed swooped in and closed the bank before they could actually execute. Uh, Silicon Valley Bank was in even worse shape than uh, we thought they were based upon what we saw when they actually closed the bank up a week or so ago. Well, it definitely seems that way because that would have that would have made that fire sale even even firier at that point because there wouldn't have been much left to sell. Now, uh, yeah, that that would basically it says that would basically wipe out the entire bank's deposit balance completely, and that pretty much would have left you with a shell and some buildings to sell more than anything else. Yesterday, the uh, the Federal Reserve's uh, watchdog people said it was all the executives at Silicon Valley Bank's fault. They did it all. They were taking stupid chances, and it was all their fault. Evidently, that didn't stick, because today now they're saying it was all social media's fault, because folks got the rumor going that Silicon Valley Bank was in trouble and pulled all their money out. I'm just kind of waiting to see who they're going to blame next for it. Yeah, it's never their fault, never the regulators or the FDIC or the you know the Federal Reserve. It's, it's never their fault. It's always somebody else's fault. And and shift gears a little bit, Dave, talking about mortgages yeah. and that kind of stuff. Uh, yesterday, after you were off the radio, the S&P Chase Schiller Home Price Index came out. Um, yes. And it was a lot lower than than the prior month, right? The prior month was 4.6%. It was up 26 But it was up a little bit more than expected. They expected 25 and it was at 26 So um, I'm pretty good there. The FH, uh, FHFA home price index was up 5.3% um, versus 6.6 from the month before. I'm wondering what, uh, I'm wondering if that's what caused the market to take a dive about 10 o'clock. It was one of those weird days. I mentioned we had like a 230 point swing during the day on the Dow. We were heading up until about 10 o'clock when those reports came out. And then we kind of started to dive downward and just barely recovered. Uh, by the end of the day to only a 38-point drop in the Dow. I'm wondering if that was what caused it, if they were expecting something way different from that. Well, the only thing that didn't really – those actually came out at 9. Um, the nine, only thing that okay. came out at 10 yesterday was the consumer confidence number, and I don't, uh, have, the, right. I don't have the actual number. It didn't, it didn't hit my sheet. Um, from I didn't. I didn't see it either. But something happened at ten o'clock that just took the bloom off the rose on the blue chip stocks. That's right. It was consumer confidence that was due at ten o'clock yesterday morning. And frankly, I missed it too. But evidently, it shook Wall Street's confidence by a little bit, didn't it? It, it evidently did because that's uh, yeah. It did recover. At least it came close to recovering by the end of the day, which was good. Yeah, we got us got us back down to where we were in the pre-market numbers anyway, which sometimes is about all you can ask for. whole bunch of tidbits floating around today. I'd mentioned this yesterday while you were off, but uh, Alibaba is splitting into six separate companies. And now they're saying until they make the split, the Alibaba stock numbers are just going through the roof because they're figuring there's a good way to make money off of the bits and pieces left from Alibaba. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. I, I didn't get a chance to read the article. I saw the headline and I couldn't tell if um, because it said divisions in the headline. I didn't know if they were just going to divide up the company, but keep it under one shell or are they actually going to spin it off and have six different uh, companies and six different stock tickers. 
The article that I read yesterday said that the implication was that they were planning on having like six different IPOs for six different wow. companies you could buy stock in, which uh, for adventurous people that really believe that China is a growth market, well, that's six more opportunities to make money, I guess, right? Yeah, and so that's um, you know, it's not uncommon to think if, if a company is that big and that size, depending upon the how it's split up, um, it could be a moneymaker for folks. At the very least, it indicates, and this is the real big indication that I saw yesterday, it does mean at the very least that the Chinese government is uh, getting a little bit more optimistic about tech stocks, because uh, if China doesn't believe in tech stocks, that's where we make most of our junk. Uh, that's not a good sign. It, it does indicate that the Chinese government is at the very least back into the notion of supporting the tech stocks, and I'm considering that relatively good news. Yeah, it would be. That that would be. Um, yeah. Anything coming out of China that's good would, would help us at all, at this point anyway. Hey, I did yeah, get a, uh, uh, an earnings just come across. You know, obviously, we don't have much in the way of earnings towards the end. But uh, Mon reported. And, um, and so they're a pretty um, active, active wear company. And they beat earnings uh, pretty good. They came in at $4.40 versus $4.26 expected. Revenue was up a little bit too, so um, some good news there for for them. And they're trading. Man, is that right? They're up like sixteen percent this morning. Let me Holy double check crap. that number. Double check that number on a different screen here because that's a big jump. Yeah, they're up sixteen point six percent this morning, Dave. Crud! Overpriced yeah. shapewear is evidently a good investment these days, I'm right? Telling you, boy, howdy! <laughs> I, I wouldn't have expected that on those numbers. Uh, neither would I, uh, because I don't understand why anybody buy the stuff anyway. Uh, <laughs> resetting, resetting the table over this morning, it was a very light shade of pink, but it was red ink at the close yesterday. Uh, 45 minutes before we open up this morning, what are we doing on the future so far, Philip? We got some nice green ink this morning, Dave. We got the Dow up a little over six-tenths of a percent, the S&P 500 up eight-tenths of a percent this morning. And the NASDAQ 100 up nine-tenths of a percent. So good numbers there. And the Russell 2000 is getting a bit, even a bigger bump, up one point, almost 1.4%. That's $24. So some good moves on the stock indexes, uh, which is allowing that uh, the, the precious metals to actually fall this morning. We got silver down two-tenths and gold down about four-tenths. So uh, everything is, is sliding there. And crude oil, I don't know what you've done to it, Dave, but it's it's like skyrocketing. Up 1.2%. It's trying to get to 75. Is it $74.08 a barrel right now? now? I wasn't the least bit happy to see that trend upward yesterday either, and I don't know what the Sam Hill's going on. Oh, probably, I'm going to assume that some relief as far as the possibility of economic growth, so we'll actually take an uptick for that reason. Overseas markets, the Asian Rim, basically they were happy by the Chinese decisions on Alabama. The uh, Hong Kong market was up by a full 2% of the close in a mostly green close. Europe is up fractionally, not by a ton, but still a full 1% in France 45 minutes in before we start trading this morning and halfway through their day. Trying to get a handle on my retirement sometimes takes more than just my own ability to look at all of the uh, numbers that I see on the screen each day. I need a pro to help me find where the risk is in my portfolio. How do I get a hold of you to get that number? And that's exactly why we developed the core retirement design. And so you can give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule the core retirement design analysis. 
And, uh, and then join us this weekend for the Sattler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730 and 95.3 FM. And back here again tomorrow morning on Light FM. Philip, thank you so much. We'll see you then. All right, man. Have a great day. Be well. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope uh, your week's going well. Join us again tomorrow, same time, same place, for your current events. Until then, have a great day.